Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we'll learn how to face the issues that are holding us back. Do not live in stuckness. Deal with it now so that you can continue to go from glory to glory to glory. Deal with the issue that's holding you from the past. Let it go and say, by the power of God, I put on the new. I don't just repent of the old, but I put on the new. Today is the day. Nobody likes to be around a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but why do we have such a hard time shaking our old man off? Welcome to Bold Steps with Pastor Mark Job. Mark is the senior pastor of New Life Community Church and also president of Moody Bible Institute here in Chicago, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our current series is called When You Believe Everything Changes, and Mark is going to show us why we can't keep living in the past and holding on to our old lives if we've become a new man in Christ. Today's message from the book of Ephesians chapter 4 is titled, Putting on the New You, and it starts now. Don't give the devil a foothold, it says. All right, number three. I'm talking about taking off the old and putting on the new. And if that wasn't enough, verse 28 says, stop stealing, start working, and start giving. Listen, he who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work, do something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those that are in need. He's basically saying, listen, your old life, maybe you were a taker. You would see what you could get. You were a taker. When the boss wasn't looking, you would take things from your job. Uh, I heard when revival struck in Wales, years ago, the great Welsh revival, it was a mining community. And they talked about people getting things right, and if they had stolen, making restitution. So many miners had stolen tools from the mining place that they all started returning the tools they had stolen, and the bosses finally had to say, stop returning the tools, because they had piles of tools from the miners who had been stealing them from their mining jobs. If you steal... He says, you steal no longer. It's done. Hey, you know, there's a lot of ways of stealing. Oh, maybe you're not a shoplifter. But you know what? You can steal at your job with a time card. There's little ways we figure out how to steal, right? You could steal cable with a little... Black box, you figure out that your cousin gave you. I'm not hurting anybody. I mean, a little black box. Hey, you're really stealing. It's illegal. Well, I wouldn't call it stealing, Pastor. I mean, I'm just kind of borrowing. You know, I'm just borrowing, you know, television stations. You call it what it is. Come on, we, we allow stuff to get into our house. We, we allow the compromises to, to, to start getting into our, 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 our system and start taking, stealing is taking that which doesn't belong to us and we take it and we use it and act like it's our own. That, that's, that's called stealing. What Paul says is, listen, you used to be like that. You used to look for opportunities to take which was not your own and use it. But now 
You belong to God, so therefore you steal no longer. In fact, you know what you do? You get a job. Yeah, you get a job. And you get a job, why? Not just so that you can meet the needs of your, yourself and your family, but you get a job in order so that you can actually give to other people that are in need. You see, I take off my stealing, I get a job, and now I become a giver. I'm not just taking stuff off, I'm putting it on, and I went, you go from stealer to giver. You go from the person that was trying to put their hand in the offering tank and play, take some out to someone that's putting it in. You go from someone that was trying to figure out how you could take tools away from your cousin, you would borrow them on an unlimited basis. And now you're looking to figure out how you can give things to people. Why? Because now you've taken off the old and you've putting on the new. You're starting to walk like God, talk like God. You're starting to walk like a new person, a new believer. Uh, people can trust you now. Why? Because now you've, you've, you've begun to change. And the Bible says that, that you do something useful with your hands, that you may have something to share with those in need. Verse 29. Oh, if I haven't gotten to you yet, now this is really going to get to you here. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to the needs that it may benefit those who listen. Now Paul starts messing with the way we talk. He's saying, in your old life, a lot of unwholesome words used to come out of your mouth. You would cut people down. You would gossip about people. You would tell dirty jokes. You would laugh at the expense of others to build yourself up. You would call people names that hurt them. You would use your tongue in cutting ways. That was the old you. A lot of stuff used to come out of your mouth and cussing and dirty jokes and, and just uh, 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 talk that was uh, rude and, 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 cr and crass kind of talk that would come out of your mouth. But now it's a new you. And what God has begun to do is begun to clean up your talk. He's taken that away from you. And now he says, and some people learn I can't talk that way anymore. But some of you, if that's the truth, if, if that's so, you would have just lost about 70% of your vocabulary. Come to Christ and people say, hi, can't say much. <laughs> Doesn't tell you not to talk anymore. It's, tell, it's telling you now, I want you to talk, but when you talk, build people up. Use your tongue to encourage, to be positive, to speak truth, to speak goodness. Listen, husbands and wives, Sometimes we, we've been in the old world so long that we are used to cutting and being negative and critical. What would happen if your husband came back from work sometime and you said, hey, it's so good to see you, and how was your day, and have I told you recently that I really appreciate, you know, he would say, like, what are you hiding, huh? What do you spin now? Tell me. Uh, what would happen if you, if you got back to your house and saw your wife and you said, hey, you're looking great today. 
Is that a new dress? Have I told you recently how beautiful I think you are? And what would happen if you began to encourage and speak into her life and encourage her about things? And hey, I know you, you're trying to do this and you're doing a great job at doing that. And, and hey, have I told you I appreciate how you work with the kids in their homework? And man, this meal is so good. And how, what would happen if you began to change your lingo and if you became an encourager rather than looking for something to cut down and discourage about? What if you began to use your tongue and your words to speak into the life and destiny of your children in a positive way so that they don't just hear what they're bad at, but they begin to hear what they're good at. And they begin to hear that they could do something. And they don't hear just negativity, but they begin to hear that they can do something, that you believe they can do something, and that they have it in them, and that they, you are praising them when they do well, and you are encouraging them to go forward. It could change the atmosphere of your household if you began not just to not say the bad stuff you used to say, but if you begin to use your words to build people up, because that's what it says, he says, so that you will build others up according to the needs that it may benefit those who listen. Do you understand what Paul is doing? He's not only saying, take off the old. He's saying, put on the new. Take off the old and put on the new. There's power in our words. There's power in our words. It affects people when we speak certain ways into their life. And many of us have gotten so used to speaking negativity that there is very little encouragement and positive reinforcement that actually comes out of our mouth. And we wonder why we walk in our household and it's full of complaining and, and sadness and bickering and fighting. We wonder because what's coming out of the mouths of the people that are in that household? Ask you that question. What is coming out of the mouths in that household? You want to change that household, start speaking something different into that household. Start speaking other words into that household. Start changing the words that are, that are reverberating from the walls of that household. Start changing the environment by the way you speak in that house. And then lastly, he says in verse 31, verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. You see, the Holy Spirit is not a power, he's not a force, he's a person. And you can grieve the person of the Holy Spirit. You can make the Holy Spirit sad. Have you ever gone to visit a friend that you haven't seen in a while? And when you hang out with that person, their life's a mess. They're doing bad. And you remember what they were. And you remember what they could be. But they're living way beneath their potential, and so it makes you sad to be around them because you think, why are they living this way? They could live such a, such a different life. Why are they choosing this way? And so being around them just makes you sad. Have you ever been in that situation? Because you realize that they could live a different way, and it grieves you to be around them. Listen, the Holy Spirit is inside of you, and the Holy Spirit grieves when you are living way beneath your calling. 
The Holy Spirit is saddened when he knows what you could be, but you live down here when he knows you could live up here. The Holy Spirit is grieved inside of you when you live like the old you, when you've been given the power to be a, become a new you. The, the Holy Spirit grieves inside. And here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. Listen, when the Holy Spirit grieves, you cannot be full of joy because the Holy Spirit is the transporter of joy. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job on Bold Steps, his message titled, Putting on the New You, and we'll continue in a moment. First, we want to remind you that if you ever miss one of these daily programs on the radio, you can always catch up on your own time by visiting boldstepsradio.org. Or if you prefer listening while you're out on the go, either during a workout or just running errands, you can easily take these messages with you by subscribing to our podcast. To find the podcast, simply search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job on your phone or mobile device's podcast app. And then you'll also want to subscribe to the Bold Steps YouTube channel. It features some exclusive teaching videos and behind-the-scenes content with Mark. You'll find us on YouTube by searching for Bold Steps Radio. And don't forget to tap the subscribe button. All right, now back to the final part of Mark's message titled, Putting on the New You. The Bible tells us that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Joy comes through the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is grieving, you cannot be full of joy. So when you are living your life in a way that's grieving the Spirit, then it robs you of your joy and you start living your life. When you have no joy, you have no energy. The joy of the Lord is my strength, it tells us in the Old Testament. So when you have joy, you have energy. When you have energy, you have joy. When you have joy, you're not grieving the Holy Spirit. When you start grieving the Holy Spirit, you lose your joy and you lose your energy. Listen, when you begin grieving the Holy Spirit and you lose your joy, then you lose the energy to tackle life and you find yourself in a state where you are just surviving in life. Ever been there? Hard to get out of bed, drag yourself. Just one more day. I don't know if I can do this another day. You're just dragging yourself through, forcing yourself to get up, forcing yourself to go to work, forcing yourself to just handle basics, existence, and life. Listen, there could, be, there could be a lot of things that bring that about, but spiritually you could be bringing that about because you are grieving the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is, is not producing joy in your life. And when you don't have joy in your life, then you don't have energy in life. And when you don't have energy in life, you lose the strength to do the things you know you need to do. So do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you've been sealed into the day of redemption. He sealed you. He lives inside of you. You can't take them out. We've talked about this before. Listen, you can't go to the nightclub on Saturday night. The Holy Spirit is, you can't check the Holy Spirit out at the coat hanger checkout counter. You can't say, Holy Spirit, I'm going in. Can I check you here? Hey, meet you. You wouldn't like the music anyway. The words are bad and 
The dancing would really grieve you. Listen, I'll catch you on the way out, okay? Go uh, do your thing and then, hey, come on, Holy Spirit, I'm ready to go. No, 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 you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You take the Holy Spirit wherever you go. He's inside of you. When you grieve the Holy Spirit, you can't check them out and check them in and then say, hey, I'm gonna take you to church, man, you're gonna love it. No, 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 he goes with you wherever you go all the time, the Holy Spirit. So here's what happens. How do you grieve the Holy Spirit? Listen, you are grieving the Holy Spirit if right now there is bitterness, rage, anger, a contentious or brawling, slanderous kind of spirit, or if there's any kind of malice or in evil intent in your heart. You are grieving the Holy Spirit if right now there's someone that is you've locked in the jail of unforgiveness. You're grieving the Holy Spirit if you are bitter right now. You're grieving the Holy Spirit if you're full of rage right now. You're grieving the Holy Spirit if inside of you there is a contentiousness, a critical spirit inside of you. You are grieving the Holy Spirit, and if you're grieving the Holy Spirit, you will not have joy, and if you do not have joy, you will not have energy, and you're gonna drag through life trying to do the things you're called to do. There's something that's released inside of you when the joy of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're living right in God and there's energy. Oh, listen. I think some of you know what I'm talking about. When you are living right in God and you are fueled by the energy of God, there's a joy in your heart and you have this zeal and this power. Oh, it doesn't mean that life is easy, but it means that you have the strength to do what is right because there's a joy of God inside of you and you have this energy that faith gives. And though life may be hard at times, you know that he's in control. You worship and you thank him and you praise him. Then he goes on to tell us this. But instead of this kind of Bitterness, rage, anger, brawling inside of you. Verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. So instead of rage and anger and bitterness, there's compassion, there's forgiveness, there's a willingness to release people just the same way that God has released you. That's why I am, I am so, so strong, and I emphasize it so much, this whole issue of not living your life with bitterness or unforgiveness in your life, because here's what I know, that if you, are, if you get that in your heart, and if you don't release it, it will do damage to your spiritual life. It will bring you down. It will clog up your spiritual arteries. It will... It will put a a stop on the spiritual funnel of God's grace and goodness into your life and you'll find yourself drying up spiritually if there's anger, bitterness, unforgiveness in your life towards someone in your life. What is the new you? Let me close with this. I believe that we are all on a journey of transformation. From now until the day you die, 
you will be going from glory to 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 glory. Some of you are going to get stuck when you're unwilling to let go of the old and you stop going from glory to glory and you get stuck in just one glory. I believe until the day you die, there's going to be stuff from the old that you're putting away and you're putting on the new. I don't believe it ever stops. I don't believe anybody ever on this life ever arrives to a point where they don't need to change anymore. I don't believe that you ever reach a point of perfection or holiness where, hey, I'm there. Nothing needs to change. I think I've arrived. Nothing needs to be worked on. I don't think, I think when you're 91 years old, you're going to be saying, all right, from glory to glory, I'm taking off the old and putting on the new. That's what it means to continue to grow in our spiritual life. You get stuck when you're unwilling to let go. And if you're stuck today, here's what I want to say. Hey, we all reach points that are things that are hard for us to release. But if you're stuck today, I want to challenge you, inspire you by the Holy Spirit of God. I want to urge you in Jesus. Whatever you know you are stuck in, do not leave this place without dealing with it before God. Do not live in stuckness. Do not say, well, I'm just going to put it off for another month. Hey, if you are stuck today, then deal with it now so that you can continue to go from glory to glory to glory. Deal with the issue that's holding you from the past. Let it go and say, by the power of God, I put on the new. I don't just repent of the old, but I put on the new. Today is the day. Mark Job with Bold Steps. Mark, you said that when you put on the new man, God is putting you on a path that takes you from glory to glory. Give us a final word of encouragement on this, if you would. Yeah, so I want to encourage you if you're a believer right now and you know there's stuff you have to take off. There's elements of your life that God has been convicting you about, and maybe steps of obedience that you need to take to put on. I want to pray with you. And there may be some that are listening and you say, you know what, I have a whole new person I need to take off and put on. We call that being born again. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're not born again yet. Maybe you've never taken that complete powerful step to surrender your life to Jesus and say, change me from the inside out. I'd like to pray for you right now, and then afterwards, if you need to grow and understand more about what it means to be born again, we'd love to give you some resources and direct you to a place where you can get more information. Father, I pray right now for that person that's struggling with taking off the old. They know what they have to take off, but it's so hard to let go. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now that you would give them a boost of power, a gentle conviction, but a powerful urge forward. And I pray, Father, for that person that right now is realizing, I need to be born again. I, I don't know God. I need to transform my entire person. I pray in Jesus' name that you would lead them to a realization that that can only be done through the sacrifice of Jesus when they repent, believe, and invite you to be Lord of their life. And so I pray, God, that you would lead them down that path even right now 
in Jesus' name. Thank you for the decisions that are being made today, not being procrastinated on, but today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. And if you would like to learn more about taking your next step with Christ, even your first step, we'd love for you to go to our website and explore a video Mark put together to help you discover who Jesus is and why having a relationship with Him is the most important thing you can do. You'll find the video online by clicking the My Next Step tab when you go to boldstepsradio.org. And then when you send us your name and address, we'll not only pray for you, we'll also send you a personalized letter from Mark, a New Testament Bible, and the latest edition of Moody's newsletter, Devotional Today in the Word. Well, speaking of books, there's another that we're offering right now from New York Times bestselling author Max Lucado. It's called God Will Use This for Good. As Christians, we know that we live in a broken world, but when chaos and pain invade our own lives, we sometimes struggle to hold on to the promise that God has a plan. Well, Max helps remind us that we have a real and relevant hope in the ultimate good that God is weaving together, not absent from our problems, but right there with us in the middle of them. So if you feel stuck in one of life's messes right now, we want you to learn how God will use this for good with this month's Bold Step gift. The book is yours as our way of saying thanks for your gift of any amount to support Bold Steps. To give a donation today, just pick up the phone and give us a call. The number to dial is 844-615-7363 or request the book when you give online at boldstepsradio.org. That will do it for today. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us again tomorrow when Mark shows us what it means to be choosing to walk in the light. Learn how you can reflect the goodness of God's love. Thursday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.